tortoise. Hello, I'm Andrew, and this is the Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the descendants of a former British Prime Minister have travelled to Guyana to apologise for their family's role in the slave trade. What impact might it have? That's after a short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 200 years ago, in the Caribbean country of Guyana, enslaved people rose up in what became known as the Demerara Rebellion. The revolt, involving more than 11,000 Africans across more than 55 plantations along the east coast of Demerara, was the largest revolt of enslaved Africans in Guyana and was one of the most significant events in the dismantling of the slave mode of production in the Caribbean. That's Guyana's former president, David Granger, speaking at a memorial five years ago. The rebellion began on a sugar plantation that belonged to a man called John Gladstone. He was a wealthy merchant who made a vast amount of money from his land holdings in the Caribbean. He owned around 2,500 enslaved African people in Jamaica and Guyana. The conditions on sugar plantations were appalling. Many enslaved people died young. The rebels wanted their freedom. But instead, the rebellion, which had been mostly peaceful, was brutally crushed by British soldiers. 250 enslaved Africans died. Another 51 were sentenced to death. Those sentenced to death were tied to trees and shot immediately. Their corpses were laid side by side on the ground, decapitated, and their heads placed on poles on the public roads. When news of the revolt and its cruel repression reached London, people were horrified. Some historians think that the Demerara Rebellion was one of the major events that led to the UK's abolition of the slave trade a decade later, in 1833. When the slave trade ended, John Gladstone, who owned the plantation where the revolt began, was given £93,000 in compensation. That would be around £10 million today. His family remained wealthy and influential for many decades to come. His son, William Gladstone, went on to become the British Prime Minister. Now, two centuries after the revolt, the descendants of John Gladstone have returned to Guyana to apologise for their ancestors' role in the slave trade. It is with deep shame and regret that we acknowledge our ancestors' involvement in this crime and with heartfelt sincerity that we apologise to the descendants of the enslaved in Guyana. In so doing, we acknowledge slavery's continuing impact on the daily lives of many. The apology was made by Charlie Gladstone, an entrepreneur and three times great-grandson of John. We understand that we cannot change history, but we believe that we can have an impact on the world in which we live. And in apologising for the actions of our ancestors, we hope to work towards a better future. 
His family has helped fund a research project at University College London investigating Britain's role in the transatlantic slave trade. And they're giving £100,000 to help launch a migration studies institute at the University of Guyana. Over the past few years, these kinds of gestures have become more common. A lot of the current questions about how to reckon with Britain's role in the slave trade were sparked in 2020, when a statue of slave trader Edward Colston was thrown into Bristol Harbour by a group of Black Lives Matter protesters. The statue of a 17th century slave trader pulled down in Bristol. The monument to Edward Colston, which had stood in the city centre for more than a century, was toppled and pushed into the river. That caused some outrage, but also led to a period of reflection. Some felt that, amid the Black Lives Matter movement, it was time for the country to confront its past, especially those of its historic elites. Some rich, often aristocratic families in the UK can still trace the origins of their fortunes and grand stately homes back to plantations. They were enriched by slave labour. That includes Britain's royal family, who benefited financially from colonialism and the slave trade. In their recent visits to the Caribbean, members of the royal family have acknowledged the role of the UK in the slave trade. I want to express my profound sorrow Slavery was abhorrent, and it should never have happened. But they haven't apologised, like Charlie Gladstone and his descendants. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond, and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. In an interview with Sky News last year, Guyana's president said it was time for an apology from the UK. I think um, an apology is needed. This was uh, one of the greatest atrocities uh, in human history. And those who suffered uh, in this atrocity are persons from the region, a lot of persons from the Caribbean region. And that suffering was not only immense, it was uh, generational. And, uh, and a lot of wealth was derived from the suffering, a lot of benefits was derived from the suffering. Some say it's not our responsibility to apologise or atone for things that happened generations ago. A few months ago, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was asked whether he would issue an apology or commit to reparations for the UK's role in slavery. He said no. Trying to unpick our history is not the right way forward and it's not something that we will focus our energies on. But the current Gladstone family is part of a group called Heirs to Slavery. 
Its members all had relatives who were either traders, bankers, plantation owners, or investors that facilitated the slave trade. They say they need to do more to account for the things their ancestors did. I'm ashamed that they, uh, people behaved in that way, that my ancestors behaved in that way. We're accountable for that legacy today. Many come from families that are still wealthy and powerful who are using their influence to raise the profile of causes like reparations and reconciliation. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Ella Hill. Tortoise. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond, and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why prearranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.